It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's episode number 341. Three, tres, cuatro, uno. I know you probably say it differently. It's me, Richie T, and back by popular demand, by request. Yeah. (laughs) So many people. Uh, That person? Yeah. Somebody emailed. Who are you? Said it's it's brother Kyle. Hey, hey, how's it going? Hello, good to see you. Uh, Oh man, it's been a couple weeks. We're looking at doing uh, cultural hall T-shirts, and someone suggested, yeah, I want to, I want to have a T-shirt, and someone suggested that the slogan for the cultural hall uh, have the slogan be brother that brother Kyle is a miracle. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that's pretty funny. We'll probably just do like. Uh, saving a seat for you or, you know, yeah. saving a seat on the back row, something like that. They, uh, it won't have caricatures of us, will it? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, Although, In I each th- of our sports? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about doing the double in-frame pictures of each of us, right? So there's the one of you on a bike, and then there's the one of you not looking at the camera and oh, on a yeah. bike. It's like uh-huh. silhouetted in the back upright <laughs> corner. No. Uh, how are you? Where you been? I'm good. I've been, uh, I've been just been in town, but all over and busy. The kids are back to school, though. He started, the kids started Wednesday. But you got like kids and then kids upon kids, right? I have, I have some pretend kids. Pseudo yeah. kids? Yep. And, and they and they go back to school. Is that good riddance? They started. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I I don't send him off to school. You know, okay. my son and right. he drives himself, and he doesn't go into school until nine. Oh, nine Be- in the a.m. Because he doesn't have any morning classes because he's got all his generals. Good for him. Everything is done. Smart. He has like two classes to graduate. Is good all he has. Why left. didn't he just get them done? That's what. Well, he wants to go to a senior year anyway. Okay. And so okay. now he's he t- has a couple college credit courses. Okay. And. Yeah, and then he he has one where he's a uh, uh, but a, not a volunteer, but a like an aide, like a teacher's aide, a teacher's aide, uh, where, where a helper. Gosh, yeah, you have them in radio. Gigolo. They come in and work for free. Intern. Inter- he is an intern <laughs> for two periods I'm on glad one day. There. Yeah. For what? What is the intern doing? Uh, he's not sure yet. They're going to assign him in he like just, a week. He started in school already. I know, and he goes to some place and sits around. Okay. All right. I feel like your kid leads a way more exciting life than you do. He leads a way more leisure life than I do. Well, you're only young once. That's uh, and that's kind of what I let him. You know, he makes money. Yeah, he pays for stuff for his um, dumb car. What did he get again? Yeah, BMW X3. Dumb car. I know. Yeah. Well, he needs to make because. Well, I'll tell you what. So we started even bigger this week. We started the high school mountain biking league in Utah. Oh yeah. Wait, you guys started the league? Lots of Mormons up there. Okay. Just to tie it in. Okay. But it was the first race of the season. Oh, so the league started. Not like yeah. you started the league. No, we, we began our racing season and? for the league that's been around for many and? years. Uh, the North League, we in our North League, so uh-huh. we've had to split it up in Utah to several leagues. We set a record for the number of kids racing in a day in for the world in Ever? high school mountain biking. Really? Yes. Yeah, 1,691 kids. Oh, my gosh. In the North League? Yeah. How's the South League? Or uh, like, like the Eastern the League Central? of Utah? Like, yeah, like Moab. I don't know. I'll have to. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know what their numbers they're are like. Your, they're your competitors. Look. You got to know the I'll competition. Look, I'll look it up later. That'll be your six-week mission. I'll call you on <laughs> to do statistics for mountain bike leagues across the nation. Would you do that six-week mission? Sure. You know what I love about that? How long ago was that? Do you suppose that I challenged you to go on a mission? And when you... we started the show, was it really that long yes. ago? Yes, like one of the first episodes we did. 
So Annette, who did Articles of News last week, which, by the way, we'll get to Articles of News, so calm down. Uh, she referenced that. Did she really? Yeah, it was so great. <laughs> you know, when you get Brother Kyle to serve that six-week mission. And there are things, as we kind of approach our almost 10th year of this whole cultural hall thing, uh, there are things that have transcended uh, beyond the years, right? Oh, like, yeah. Like Rob being a DJ and eh, it's just Joni. Yep. There's some other things along the way, but I, yeah. I think that that's funny that the, the miracle part with you and then also... Yeah, Brother Kyle is going to one day serve a six-week mission. Here's the payoff. And what I hope I read in the back of the church news one day is that you reference me calling you on a six-week mission and you accepting, and somehow that is able to come into fruition at some point. And that I'm I'm killed. I'm hit by a car no, on my mission. No, oh, no? No, no, no. Okay, no, not, just no, but I, but no, I go on the you mission. Get this opportunity that you didn't when you were younger, uh, but you, that you have this profound impact on a group of people or a program within the church or something and it was that you had committed albeit maybe jokingly originally but had committed to uh serving a six-week mission and then then god gave you the opportunity to do it if you don't think that's not in the back of my mind honestly <laughs> like kind of waiting there for the yeah. opportunity you're wrong okay it's all right it's really good. there good uh, so that's all your kid junk. What about you? What yeah. do you got going on? That's all I do is yeah. I, I work with the kids. Yeah? Yeah. Are you a coach I, of the Madden? Yeah. Oh, you I'm are? I'm one of the coaches. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you, do you bring orange wedges? Nope. We bring... Uh, Gatorade? We bring goos and goos? gels. You use the actual brand goo? I'm uh, a Stingers sometimes. guy myself. Yeah. Stingers are the favorite. Yeah. We like the honey Stinger Stingers. Yeah, yeah. I like. Uh, I also like the waffles. The honey waffle. They and, still make And those? that's by Honey Stinger, which is a great product, not just because they're a fine sponsor of mine, personally. Oh, are they really? Yes, they are. Yeah. Well, get them to send me a box. You I love box? those I things. I can get you a box. What flavor you want? Uh, of the waffles? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know there were other flavors. I'll get you a variety box. Oh, yeah? They really are good. They are. How funny. I didn't realize you were sponsored, but yeah. no, they really are For like delicious. four years. For they... real? Yeah. No, they're great. So uh, since we're talking about it, you know the honey, the honey stinger like uh, gummies. That, yes. Yep. Like they, they look like uh, they almost look like the glass beads, like that your grandma has in a vase in her house. Uh huh. Right. They're sort of big like that. Uh, like they're too big. They're too much gummy. Like uh, they they give you the energy that you need. That part of it is great. Like they're doing the job, but my teeth, my poor, oh, crappy, yeah. terrible teeth. <laughs> I can't I can't go into the uh, the stinger gummies because. My teeth go. Oh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go down into your stomach like the like the gelatinous thing. Right. Mm. Yeah. It is the stinger. So Ugh. you know, yeah, I so do I... like the waffles. Variety pack? Yeah. Stingers.com. <laughs> That's honey stinger waffles <laughs> out of color. Uh but yeah, I feel I stuff the kids full of those. Yeah. Do you ever but, put whipped cream on them? No. Uh -uh. Do you feel the little holes with butter and nope. the syrup? No, I just eat them. You just chuck them at them, they're in a package. Great, great race, clunk, and you just throw them at him. Yep. Who didn't bring food this week on yep. a long training ride? Ah, and I get mad at him. You know, your mom's not here. I don't see your mom here. Do you? Where is she? Is Carol? No, is Carol around? Is nope. there no crying in mountain biking? No. Well, there is crying, usually by me. Really? Yeah. Because you're so proud? Well, you are such a softie. You come in here. No, don't tell and, anybody. And, and, no, listen. No, don't you come in here and you're like, I'm Brother Kyle and I'm callous and <laughs> screw you, miracles. And well, you're, and you're up on the mountain and the kid is like, no miracles I beat happen. my personal record by seven <laughs> seconds and you're just a weepy pile of goo. Well, I'll tell you what. This Saturday, my pretend daughter uh -huh. 
Uh, so for the week before, she had not been, she was an emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. Not just because she's a, a 13-year-old girl. Although. She's a freshman, although yeah. she's a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the day before, we were, it was a little ways away, so uh, a bunch of us rented a house so that we were close to the venue because we had to be there at 6.30 and we sure. were going to be there till 7 p.m. Uh, so that, that night she was up. I'm sleeping on a couch. I can hear up. I guess she got sick earlier in the week, broke into tears several times. Sure. Uh, and she had evidently what she told me, she says, well, I, you know, I feel a lot of pressure in this race to do well because I'm like ranked, you know, 15th or something. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, well, why do you feel pressure? It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter how you wind up. Well, I, well, I, I do. I says, nobody cares. I don't care. Inside, I really care. But I, I don't care how she but does. It, you know, it, it's an interesting balance because you do care. I, I want her to do well. Yeah. Sure, sure. But if she came in, you know, forty fifth, I, yeah, I would. You're still gonna, you're still gonna love her as much as you can love a pretend daughter. Right. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't do very well. Yeah. But so Stop she, it. so so she starts the race and they start them like three a wide. So she's a little ways back, uh-huh. not too bad. Comes around the first lap, she's in second place overall. Cheering on, yeah. Okay. In the freshman girls. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's, you say freshmen, they're only 13 or 14 or whatever. They're quite talented. So she's performing up essentially. She's doing well. Final lap, she comes around and I don't know if anybody's in front of her. She comes across the finish line and hear the announcer say that, say her name and that first place freshman girls just cross the line. I lose it. Really? Yeah. (laughs) First of all, you know, jumping up and down, screaming, people are looking. Then I try and settle down. I'm running over there and yeah, I'm just. This is really sweet. My eyes are watering. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm bawling. And I had on Facebook a picture of me hugging her. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was, I mean, she was super excited. I was excited for her, but yeah, I was, I was emotional. My brother Kyle is growing up. I'm, I'm really, honestly, <laughs> and my eyes got a little weepy as you, as you started talking about that. It, it was a great moment to be there because uh, pretend dad was there. Real dad isn't there. We won't get into that. No. But no, but we will point it out. <laughs> but, but we had a great moment there, and uh, and it's it's very fulfilling because she, then she and her mom said some really nice things to me, mm-hmm. and I can't say them because I'll start crying again. Right, Gosh, dang right, it! Right? Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. I'm glad that you have that uh, that ability and that outlet to be able to connect to not only I mean your pretend kids and your own kid, but I'm sure that you make an impact in the lives of those other kids that are on your team. We do. I, do, you I, a, do you have a coach I, jersey that I'm, says coach on it? I just have a team shirt okay. that I wear around so I know who I am. Yeah. And I, I do. It's one of those things that I ha- take some pride in, and I, it sounds like I'm bragging. But I do because I, I feel like I help them out. Yeah. I try and help the underdogs, Yeah. especially on the team. Helps with self-esteem you know, because yeah. especially at that age, it, with the day job, we've been talking a lot about uh, like the entrance into like middle school or you know the transition into high school and especially uh, girls at that age, right? They yeah. it, it's it is proven, it is scientifically studied that that's when like the body shaming starts to really occur, the comparison to others, the uh, you know the I'm not good enough, the question of, of of one's own talent. So to be able to fortify that and to really be a part of these kids' life, that's and, pretty rad. And we hear it, and we we see we hear it from the kids themselves. You know, that like you say, the body shaming mm-hmm. and this stuff that, and it it breaks my heart, it kills yeah. me. Yeah. And she, uh, uh, so one of the other kids there um, is uh, a kid. Let's see how old is he. I think he's tenth grade now. But okay. but he wears, and I can relate to this. He wears glasses, and they are as thick as you can get. So <laughs> he's probably been picked on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and a real nerdlinger, mm-hmm. you know, and I love the kid. Yeah. Um, but he's been picked on, and they one of the names he had picked on, they called him Goggles. Uh-huh. So... Which yeah. could be cool if you embrace it, well, but what we, pretty they were mo- They were mocking him. So yeah. what we on the mountain bike team did, we flipped it around. We start calling him Goggles like, hey, you know what? If we call you Goggles, it's it's not... It's because we like it. And the kid is actually quite talented. Yeah. Um, and that's the case always, right? Yeah. Like, it's not... I mean, not that it matters, but I mean, these kids that get picked on, like they're typically really good at a thing. I mean, yeah. everyone's really good at a thing, right? So you find out what that thing is and you see that kid in his element. Yeah. Blown away. Yep. So we, so we, we, cool we let him, uh, you know, we now refer to him affectionately and now he's like, great. Yeah. I have a nickname. Yeah. Guys, I've never had a nickname. Yeah. Really? I bet that that's. Yeah. And, and you guys awesome. like me and he's, he's 10th grade, but he rides with the, with the older group with the like. Uh, like varsity or pro kids varsity? with varsity kids okay. because he's that good. That's awesome. So yeah, lots of fun stuff like that. that Brother Kyle making a difference. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be able to be so jaded and a jerky if you keep do- if you keep that up. Sure, I can. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything uh, that uh, that I have. Uh, I'm five weeks away from being married now. Is it that close? Yep. Are your teeth okay for it though? No. Are they going to oh, hold together? Yeah, I guess I could tell you that. I got a uh, I got another implant oh, that didn't work, so I had to when I was in Hawaii earlier this, earlier this year had the abscess. I was like, "Why does my mouth taste like old man breath?" And it oh. turns out because it was infected. So then I went to a, an endodontist on Hawaii, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't want to deal with this. Take care of it when you get home." So I went to my dentist, and he's like, "I don't want to deal with this." Really? And then I went to the endodontist, and he's like, "I don't want to deal with this. If you're going to get an implant." You have the uh, the oral surgeon take care of it. So I went to the oral surgeon because then when they knock out the old one, they can put like the foundation of the new one in, which is the yeah. metal post, which insurance doesn't pay for because teeth are a cosmetic procedure. Sure. So they put the post in and the post is supposed to A, not hurt and B, not move. And my implant, A, hurt and B, moved. It's so, a miracle. So now I've got the magic hidey hole in my mouth so they haven't fixed it well now it has yet. to heal so now they oh. took the thing out and it has to heal for five months before they oh can try gosh. another party so you can't chew big stuff at the back of your mouth no no i can't otherwise it'll get lost i'm like did i swallow it oh no it's just in the gaping hole where my tooth was yeah yeah so you can't eat i chew it all on the right side i feel sort of like a cowboy or like a cow all right you know Only uh, liquids for you yeah Maybe now you'll finally lose that baby weight. Oh, man, that m- teenage weight, that mission weight, uh-huh. that late 20s, that early 30s weight. The, the, been, I just got I'm, married. The, I, I got divorced. No, the, when the, I got I'm divorced, getting... I was trim and slim. The one thing I could... Uh, but yeah, no, man, fattest I've ever been right now. I'm sitting here fat and really? happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, hide it in my legs. You better stop that. Your marriage isn't going to happen. Yeah. Oh, no, she loves me. There's just more of me hmm. to love. And I say, you have to say that. And she goes, I know. <laughs> And that's how I know that she's yeah, the right I one. No, I. you're right. I do have to say that. Yeah. Let's have kale. That's more of your love. All right. Come on. Let's go get salads. Yeah. The other thing I'll say about uh, that, 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 my dog, Robert, you got to see him. He yeah. was out going to the bathroom when you got here. Uh, he is a vegetarian dog. So he also, I, I guess I should Is it a say, medical condition? No, no, no. Uh, in in his food that isn't like his kibble or whatever, that's, uh, he eats vegetable so uh my fiance was at my house making dinner she dropped a thing of kale literal kale on the floor and the dog was like kale and jumps on it 
and just like takes off with it. And we're like, that's a really? big piece of kale. And he's like, yeah, I've got a video and I'll share it uh, on the Cultural Hall's Instagram page uh, of Robert, my dog, eating, eating kale, eating a carrot. <laughs> he's got his legs crossed with a carrot stick. <laughs> Coming up, uh, you know, like the, in between his two paws, and he chews on it sideways. And I swear, if I didn't hear him say, "Man, what's up, Doc?" Yesterday, it's the cutest thing, but it also, uh-huh. it's weird. So, like, if you look out the window where we're at, we're recording in the home studio. Look to the uh, north of where you're at. You see the apricot tree. Oh You'll yeah. You'll see that there Man. are nets underneath the apricot tree to catch the apricots. And the reason why is because the dog. Will all of the apricots, and it gives him diarrhea, and yeah. uh, you know makes him sick. Because most dogs, I don't think would eat an apricot, but he is right. he is a vegetarian, a plant based dog diet that he just that's interesting. Oh, I loved it. An apricot, you bet. Yeah. This is a whole tree of apricots, Daddy. I had diarrhea all over the rug, <laughs> which you saw as you came up to the house. <laughs> Hanging over the banister out front. Oh, that was the okay, yeah. and that's and one of the reasons I don't have it. I love dogs. Yeah, I really do. Even though one ripped my face off. Sure, but uh, that and because last night we were at a mountain bike race, uh, not a school one, uh-huh. but one where my son destroyed a three thousand dollar wheel. That's a whole other. Oh story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no big deal. No, though. I'm I'm gonna throw up about that. Oh. But there's somebody's dog sitting there, and it's just sitting there looking around, happy. It's a it's like a golden retriever. Uh-huh. Opens its mouth, just opens its mouth and goes, you know, the the neck kind of arches up, and it only, it happens in one second, but in half a second, you know, it's happening. And I step out of the way, and a a, a pile, you know, the the size of a of my laptop here, <laughs> immediately, just and you know, three Close. inches thick, ah. just sitting there like a an entity, like an animal, like yeah. another animal was yeah. there, and yeah. I was, and then I'm gagging, and my son's sure. gagging, sure, and, sure. And that's why I don't have a dog. I don't like all them. Does your dog throw up inside? No, he hasn't thrown up yet. Only diarrhea. Okay. <laughs> Only massive Same explosive. Thing. Like when think about when you eat too much fruit. That happens for dog. Ah. Let's take a break and come back. We'll <laughs> do actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Dan the Laptop Man here, and it's time for another PC Laptop's Bedtime Story. Once upon a time, Brian was looking for a new computer. He searched far and wide from north to south, and he even took his quest online. But he had yet to find the PC of his dreams and was feeling sad. If only I could find the perfect computer with a lifetime warranty to match, he thought to himself. But then Brian stumbled upon a magical store with a friendly staff and a selection galore. Inside, he knew he had found what he'd been searching for all along, a blazing fast PC with a lifetime warranty his heart had desired. Brian returned home, his new PC laptop's desktop in tow. And should it come time to upgrade, Brian knows where to go. PC Laptops, where we really do love Brian and you. PC Laptops. 
com. I want to take a quick second and talk to you about Best DJ in Utah now in its second year. Last year, I went to Washington, to Roche Harbor, and did a gorgeous wedding. This year, I'm slated to go to Moab, to go to Denver to do weddings. And guys, it couldn't be going any better. Thanks, in large part, to folks like yourself, people who are listening to this and say, you know what, I need a wedding or a mobile DJ for something, and then reach out to me. You can go to bestdjinutah.com. You can find me on all of the social medias, at Richie T. Stedman, or you can certainly just send me an email, Richie, R-I-C-H-I-E-T as in tough guy, Stedman, S-T-E-A-D-M-A-N at gmail.com. I would love to see what I could do to make your event that much better. Whether it's a party or the biggest day of your life, you need the best DJ in Utah. And like I said, it doesn't have to be in Utah. It can just be the best DJ in Utah. I don't know. Now we start to get into like the technical things. It's bestdjinutah.com. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. Time for the second half of the Articles of News, wherein we'll do actual Articles of News and an email. But before we go there, let me give you this very important, well, two-parter piece of news. One, the uh, Cultural Hall and the folks over at Leading Saints the podcast, nonprofit group. We are going to do this church history tour that we tried to do this year. We're going to do it for real, and it's going to be next year, the 16th of July through the 24th. And you're going to want to come because I'm going no matter what. So that's A. B, we're going to record some episodes along the way, and it's going to be cool to be able to see places like Nauvoo and Kirtland. I'm going to insist we go to this really great hot dog place in West Cleveland. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But I know we're going to go to Kirtland for sure. But beyond that, it's the final year of the Hill Kimura pageant. And we're going to go see the Hill Kimura pageant as well. You've never been. You'll literally never have another chance to go. So you need to get in on it. It's uh, it's eight days. You can do it in payment plans. It's a great senior gift for your mountain biking son who's going to be graduating this year and moving on to be with other people and soon to forget you. So mm-hmm. uh, it's not quite six weeks as far as a mission goes, but it might be an opportunity to introduce him to those things. I'm speaking in general, not in specifics. Uh the cost is $2,000 a person, but it's more than, well, just less than a year away. So, you know, 100 or so bucks a month, 150 bucks. I don't know. I don't so know. that will cover your spot in the motorhome. No, no, that's, oh, oh, oh. no, 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 no. We're that's not taking a, the motorhome? No, that's that's night stays. That's most oh meals, but not all of them. It's, uh, it's somebody else driving you because you get to be on a bus so you can spend the time reading and devoting to the church history I of the experience. I should drive if you uh, want to make an experience, do you have a CDL? I, I could get one. Do it. It's not that hard. I've do seen the guys uh, with them. Listen, <laughs> I think it's actually harder than you think. No, it's not. Isn't it not? No. Okay. I mean, it's a little harder <laughs> than you think, right? It's harder than certainly the, the like uh, pedestrian driver's license, right? The, yeah. the common folk driver's mm-hmm. license. Um, but that, so that's a thing. Secondarily, uh, you've heard me mention the Patreon um, page patreon.com slash the cultural hall if you want to get in on the dollar level of the patreon 
which gives you access to the things that Patreon things get, it's going away. Going to make that level uh, disappear. Now, people hmm. that are in and just d donating a dollar a month, you'll still be able to continue to do that. I'm going to try and incentivize you to give a little bit more. But if you're fine with the dollar and you just want to do a dollar in perpetuity, that's fine. But the opportunity, the option to be able to do that is going to disappear. So uh, I should set a date for that. But I think I'm going to arbitrarily just throw my hands up in a huff and discontinue it. So if you want to get in on that, make sure that you do it. Uh, it's patreon.com slash the cultural hall. If, if you want to get in on the $1, the five and the $10 that that'll be around. You don't have to rush to that, but the $1, if you're going to do it and I would contend, why not pay a little more, but whatever. It's a buck a month. Yeah. It's $12 a year. I have that That's in my wallet right now. Yeah. Well, it's out in the car, but yeah, yeah. even uh, I have that much money. You can get your phone on patreon.com. All right. Here's the email. Hit it, Peter. I just dropped the email. So I heard it. So, heard it so go ahead. So go ahead and do something because I got to pick up the email. Hang on. The email is on his phone and he's reaching beneath yeah. our giant table here. Oh, it's a piece of it's paper. It's a paper. I heard a clunk when it fell. That was my heart. That oh. was the pace of this show. <laughs> That's what you heard. Uh, this from Johnny or JT. He says, just an FYI, Google Plus is no more. Because I mentioned how you can find the Cultural Hall on all the social medias, including Google+. Plus. Oh. He says, Google+, Plus, that's no more. It was shut down for personal and brand profiles in April. It looks like it's probably only for business users now that have a contract. So, hmm. find us on Google+. Plus. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're also on Pinterest and Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, the first news story, I love this so much. And this happens every year. Uh... Elder Bednar, not, it's not, I've never seen Elder Bednar actually before uh, do this, but he is with Jeremy Guthrie, which people will know is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. They're at an Astros baseball game, and you got the Astros mascot with his arm around Elder Bednar. Oh, he's yeah. He's there for Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints night at the, uh, at the, uh, the uh, Astrodome. What if they run out of things on the, on the sign out front where you know where you put the letters up yeah no in that in, the in that case the church uh, uh allows mormons because they you have to pay per letter oh and so it's economy of letters so uh -huh. we're just like yeah no, no mormons is fine church of jesus christ latter-day saints we're gonna have to up it to 11 percent <laughs> stick with mormons perfect done keep it uh the game was a little while ago a choir of 150 missionaries led the singing before elder bednar threw that first pitch out uh it's a cool picture so uh, you can find that link at the cultural. What is that thing com? with their their arm around him? There's a big I, green I thing with like a horn for a face. Okay, Google. What is the mascot of the Houston Astros? Houston Astros is mascot. Orbit. It's orbit. an orbit. Okay, it's a space alien. Uh, <laughs> other stories revolving. A famous European soccer manager is attributed with saying, "Quote: Some people believe football, so soccer, is a matter of life and death." I can assure you it is much, much more important than that. But Peruvian Latter-day Saint Paulo Gardo would respectfully disagree. Uh, he is an 18-year-old convert. He loves soccer. He's very, very good at it. Uh, just a few months ago, he scored his first goal for Club Sporting Crystal, one of Peru's big three professional clubs. But any idea why we're bringing up this 18-year-old soccer player who loves the church but also loves soccer? Well, because he loves the church. And? And he loves soccer. And? Does he need any more than that? He's going on a mission. Are you serious? Yeah. 
He wow. said, hey, you know what? I love it, but it'll be there when I get back. He says, to know God is the most important thing in life. He was always interested in religion. He attended a variety of churches. One day he was approached by a pair of LDS missionaries who shared their gospel-centered message and came to understand that uh, God is the most important thing in life. Uh, the missionaries continued teaching me, and a few months later I was baptized. The scriptures have also taught me that God is the most important thing in your life. And he says soccer, of course, is played and loved around the globe, but I know that I'll be busy doing the Lord's work. Guaranteed he's going someplace that plays soccer. He'll be, you know, Brazil, Mexico, Costa Rica, any place, Germany. In yeah. He won't come to the United States because we suck at soccer. <laughs> Except our, if he was female, he would yeah. come to the U.S. Right, right. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. I actually saw him on, because I, I get up uh, some Saturday and Sunday mornings and I watch some soccer because oh, I yeah? enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, I actually knew of him. I did not know that he was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he is pretty amazing. He is good. And he is wanted. Yeah. Good. Well, put a little fat on him. <laughs> Let him do a little growing get, up. You get a little maturity, a little uh, discipline. Yeah. He'll come back and make millions. Yay. <laughs> uh, other stories. Oh, I've got a conspiracy theory coming up. I'll get to that in a minute. Why don't you go ahead and share one? Uh, this is a follow-up to one I believe you did at the last episode about Stephen Murdoch. Oh, who was yeah, the, Tennessee. Uh, the fella in Tennessee with his camera phone. Uh, I'm just taking pictures in the dressing room. Videotaping people over the stalls. Um, You know, and and the weirdest part, and we got into this a little bit, but his wife was like trying to negotiate with the woman he was taking pictures of. Don't tell. Let's leave the cops out of it. What do you want? What do you want? No, no, no. Don't wrap my husband. What? I don't understand that. I mean, I guess I understand that like you're trying to protect your partner, but I don't understand that in the context of this thing right he's taking pictures of another of another woman inappropriately right like there's so many levels of wouldn't you be like yeah let's get the cops in here yeah (laughs) yeah get him out of here see you at home and and by the way bonding out in in addition to your uh you know your excommunication or certainly you know some sort of church discipline uh i'm out as well yeah well about that church spokesman eric hawkins said in an email that murdoch serves on a uh, as a high counselor, which mm-hmm. is a volunteer position, helping with the administration of several local congregations. He also previously served as a bishop of a local congregation, another volunteer position. Murdoch has been removed from all church responsibilities, Hawkins said. This type of behavior is unacceptable and cannot be tolerated from any church member, Hawkins' email said. A person that engages in this type of behavior may have their church privileges restricted or may have the potential of the loss of church membership. Gross. They're not going to kick him out. You know, all, they, all they're not going to excommunicate him. Yeah, they better. They better. I think they'll dis- disfellowship him. As a person who is excommunicated for far less, I know. They better. Uh, do you know what a beep test is? Uh, is it the hearing test? No. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. Know. Yeah, I think that is actually what that's called. Uh, but within running, uh, it's a multi stage aerobic capacity test that progressively gets more difficult as it continues. Anything? Doesn't. No. It's not striking uh-huh. a bell. Uh, it's also called. It's the fitness gram pacer. Does that sound no. like anything? Uh, only those who finish each 20-meter run before the beep may continue. There's a woman by the name of Lexi Halliday. Um, she just was doing the beep test and just wanted another opportunity to compete and win. She played on a middle school club soccer team. 
Uh, Lexi, as a sixth grader, smashed the overall female record by seven sprints, meaning Whoa. you have to do it within this time. Yeah. Bleep, and if you if you keep doing it, then you get to keep going. How many times? Uh, it doesn't say, but uh, she began her incredible journey a year later as a seventh grader running the 1600 meters in four minutes and 53 seconds. You'd wow. have to let me know. Is that pretty fast? Yeah. Um, Under five minutes. Five minutes is extremely fast. Uh, she continues to go on, and she attributes this all to her faith. It's a, a much longer expose kind of story. Hopefully, we're going to get Lexi here in the cultural hall to talk about it. But if you can't wait for that episode, or should I forget, read, lose this paper that reminds me to get her, uh, it's a tremendous story of how she is uh, able to incorporate not only her faith, um, but like perseverance, diligence, the faith of her, or of her, um, those that went before her, to kind of take that and and to like you said to an extreme level. Four minutes, fifty three seconds in the six. Pretty cool. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, currently in the state of Utah, where we are in Salt Lake City, where we are, uh, Vice President Mike Pence is visiting. Yeah, he. Uh... I'll get this picture and share it with the uh, the uh, Instagram ladies along with it. I saw your live video <laughs> from the funny? freeway. Isn't that funny? Uh, I would have been fuming, I furious. Was, I was furious because if I would have left. So let me catch everyone in. So the president and vice president, I don't think that maybe President Obama came to Utah once. I don't know that President W. Bush ever came to Utah that I can recall anyway. A senior um, did come and I was there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So they come like once, right? Yeah. Vice President Pence was here today. So when the president and the vice president travel, they travel with uh, like a, not a brigade. What's the word I'm looking Motorcade. for? Motorcade. Motorcade. That's the word. And it's not just like, hey, we're going to protect him in the cars. They shut the freeway and all roads that he will drive on down. Yeah. Close I'm, them off. You I'm can't get there. I'm coming out of Provo, coming back into Salt Lake. I'm already tired. And all of a sudden, the road that is the freeway stops. Straight up stops. Not like there's an accident and I do the thing where I'm like, I'm carpool. I'll go around. Bloop. You know, try yeah. and go around. Nope. Complete complete <clears throat> stop of the freeway going north. Complete stop of the freeway going south. And I'm like, what's going Oh, the vice president. 45 minutes. Yeah. On the Stuck on the freeway. And I was like, what to do with this? The yeah. woman in the Prius in front of me, she had a lo uh, lounge chair in the back of her car, like a full-blown lounge chair. Yeah, she got it out. She did the thing that you did like in eighth grade where you take the bottom of your, your shirt and you oh, wrap it yeah. through the top of your neck and make like a bikini. Yeah. She did that and then <sighs> rolled her pants up and laid out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> there on the freeway. It was awesome. But I was like, well, I'm not going to lay out. Nobody wants to see this body. So I... Um, I went to the southbound lanes, which are just over a simple divider. It's very funny. And uh, and <laughs> I ran across the freeway. <laughs> ah, I hope I don't get busted by the Secret Service. Ah! See, and it's great to watch, but I thought I, that's daring of you because you got to feel kind of like a fool because people are looking, what is he doing? Yeah. What with idiot. his camera out, taping himself running across yeah. the freeway. I'm glad he did it. Total idiot. For my enjoyment. Total idiot. And then I also, that same lady uh, who was laying out, I said, hey, would you be willing to take a picture of me? And um, then I'll take a picture of you? Uh, she actually did make me take a, a, a Snapchat video of her lounging in the chair. She thought she was very clever, and she was. Um, I said, hey, take a picture of me. 
because I'm working this new job in Provo and I have to get up super early, there have been a couple of times I've gotten a little bit drowsy on, on the freeway. And so I took a picture and then I sent it to my family. I said, hey, I fell asleep on the freeway today. And it's just me <laughs> laying down on I-15 with the exit ramp. Kind of kind of the fetal me. position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. adorable. Stupid. Just <laughs> dumb. <great. laughs> the freeway opens up and I just get mowed over. <laughs> he met he uh president vice president Pence, we digress, met with uh Elder Ballard and Elder Rasband. I know Elder Rasband for sure. Was it Elder Ballard? Yes, uh, Elder Ballard, uh Rasband. Um, Elder Jack N. Gerard, who is, I think he's either in the presidency of the 70 or he's in the, in the Bishop general authority of the 70. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they met with Pence for about 20 minutes at the grand America hotel where the vice president had spent the night. Uh, now we know where he spent the night. Yeah. Uh, before the vice president. They were going to have tea, but he said, Hey, did you look at the ensign article last week? And Mike Pence was like, no, I haven't got my copy yet. Would you send it along? Oh, okay. Now we can. (laughs) Now I thought. For some reason, I had in my head that he was kind of anti. or Anti-Mormon? Had, yeah. No. No? Is no. he all right with us? I mean... I thought he was one of those crazy, uh, you know, Christians that's like, nope. I mean, how do you want me to answer the question in the in the context of this show? Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, there are some things that Mike Pence does that are a little... Um, or that he believes in that I go, yeah, nope. No, but I think he's a good Christian person. Yeah. He has some buddies that don't like the Mormons very much. Right. But he hasn't said anything. No. Okay. Uh, so at the, at the hotel, um, before the price, vice president left to deliver a speech at the Merit Medical, um, we told him we'd pray for him, and he seemed to be appreciate to be appreciative of that, President Ballard said. We're hoping he's praying for us, too. President Ballard called Pence a great man who's doing his best to represent the office of the president of the United States of America. Um they said he's doing the best job he can for the hand he was dealt. <laughs> uh, it does Fu- say that. Funny my, that I, oh my god! Funny that I won't weigh in on other things, but I have no problem saying that. Right? Uh, yeah, uh, but they they talked about uh, Venezuela's economy, yep. how it collapsed, uh, the shortages of food and medicines that have become widespread and ongoing political strife, and also religious freedoms. Yep. Yep, I heard that a lot about a religious freedom—the right to be able to believe how we want and worship how we. Um, it'd be interesting. I was not impressed by that uh, motorcade. I didn't actually get to see the motorcade. I just got to see the freeway close down. I was worried driving over minutes. here that it might be coming, leaving, yeah. or something, and Ugh. I might run into it. Nope. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall, you know who that is? He's a football coach. Yep, he right? used to be the coach of the BYU. Now he's a coach of uh, the University Denver Broncos. of the Virginia. Wouldn't that be great if he was a coach of the Denver Broncos? He's going to have to have a better record to be the coach <laughs> of the Denver Broncos. His <laughs> father recently passed away. There's a great article um, that's shared at theculturalhall.com where he talks about the uh, the lessons about being with his dad. Now, he's a football coach. So, like, July, end of July, August, September... October, November, December, like that's a lot of football and practices and traveling with the team and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And then January through April, you're getting the next year's team, especially when you're doing college. So he uh, was able to go home because it was in the off season, be able to go home and be able to take care of his dad. His name was Paul, Paul Mendenhall. Um, he said the tender mercy that happened is that the month of July traditionally is a time that coaches have a break. Most of the time there's vacation. 
I went home with my dad who's been battling dementia. He says, my dad was my best friend. Growing up, we worked side by side, and I didn't really ever have to look outside of his example to know how to conduct myself. To me, he was the perfect example, not only in faith, but also in work ethic and character and being what I would consider the patriarch of the family. Um, he shares some sweet stories. Uh, I hope to be able to get Bronco Mendenhall. We won't be able to get this until the offseason because, again, he is a coach of a football team now. But uh, to, to hear the you know, the lessons that you get from your dad. I know we joke around about your family yeah. stuff, but you think about time with your dad. He certainly taught you things. Oh, yeah. What, one thing. Let's get sentimental for a minute. One thing. Uh, my dad, honestly, was a really hard worker. Um, no matter what he was getting paid or what he was doing, he always worked hard to provide. And I, I think I, I think his father gave that to him and, and he taught it to me. He says, you just work. Hmm. Don't worry about it. Um, I think, so as I think about my dad in particular, um, I, I, I think the lesson of you just do, and, and I think some of that is hard worker and I think some of that is other things, but you know how, like, sometimes there's someone that needs something in the ward maybe your partner needs something uh, maybe your kid needs something and you look at him and you're like boy that is the last thing that i want to do right now but when i think of my dad i think yeah I mean, sometimes you just do it anyway sometimes yeah. no matter how how much you don't want to do that thing sometimes you just do it anyway yeah that's too bad and you know all that stuff but sometimes sometimes you just do it yeah lessons from dad interesting uh what else we got what else you have I'm going to get to the conspiracy theory here in a minute. Well, uh, BYU has a football signee who was headed on a mission. Okay. He was sitting at an Orm restaurant, just about to go in the MTC. The family went for some dinner. They went to the brick oven to get that final last pizza with the... Um, I don't know that they went to the brick oven. I noticed that you instantly were like, I was, was trying it the to, brick oven nope, pizza? No, nope, guess where? Uh, Next guess for... Chuckarama. You got it. Was it really? Yes. <laughs> Chuckarama for people who don't know. It is a delicious... All-you-can-eat buffet. It's, it's pretty good, darn good food. Yeah. It's, I'll admit it. It's good food and a lot of it. Yeah, a lot. Is that what it is? Yeah. I, What's the slogan? Oh, I slogan? don't know what their slogan good, is. Uh, is it good, darn good food and a lot of it? Something uh, like that. I can't, I can't remember. But you, Hang on, hang on, hang on. All right. Okay, Google. What is Chick-fil-A's slogan? No, Chuckarama. Oh, yeah, right. No. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Okay, Google. Chick-fil-A What is, is Chuckarama's <laughs> slogan? Here's a summary from KSL.com. The couple attract so much. Oh, oh no, geez. that's someone. No. That's someone that went to an all-you-can-eat buffet, and they were like, "Yeah, you've had they too much. Them out. You've had too much all." <laughs> uh, so they're at the Chuckarama, you know, the last, the final dinner before he goes. Yeah. Somebody steals his suitcase. Uh, they're going to be disappointed when they just find four suits in there. Yeah. Hey, four suits, but eight pairs of pants because of Mr. Mac two pants suits. That's true, but you know, resale is fifty percent of retail, so it's only going to be worth like forty bucks. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Orem police... And, <laughs> pens and paper and a Franklin Day planner? What is this? <laughs> Orem police uh, said officers spotted a white van on University Parkway Thursday morning that matched the description of the suspect's vehicle and arrested the driver. The lone person in the van... Uh, there was a lone person in the van, but had not recovered the stolen goods as of 1 p.m. today. Um, I'm going to pivot to this real quick, get to a couple things, because, uh, you know, our time draws on. We want to make sure that we get to the big stories. Conspiracy theory... Coming up. Oh, good. Uh, Latter-day Saint Charities. Did you get this email? Do you no. Ha do you have a, an LDS uh, account? Uh -uh. You, you've logged in online. You can pay your tithing online, any of that stuff? No. They'll start sending you communications from the church. You should do huh. it. You get your membership number from your ward clerk, 
and then you go online, you set up a username and a password. It's the internet. Have your kid explain it to you. <laughs> uh, I got this email, and for people that live in the state of Utah, sorry, everywhere else, uh, next week there is this like United Nations. It is the United Nations Civil Society Conference, and it's coming to Utah. Um, it's going to be at the Salt Palace, which is our big convention center. It's August 26th through the 28th. And uh, at this thing, they're trying to create 375,000 meals for children in need. So they're looking for people to volunteer. So if you have some time, they have Tuesday signups, Wednesday signups, and Thursday signups. And if you didn't get the email, you can go to justserve.org and put in your zip code and be able to do that. Uh, this is interesting. Um, President Oaks uh, was speaking up in Blackfoot, Idaho, and was told, and he told the uh, congregation there that when they face a problem, there is one person to look to firstly and forever. Any idea who that person? Hmm, I don't know. So you would maybe say look to God, right? You'd maybe say look to Christ, sure. You could maybe even say look to the prophet. Although some would be like, eh, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that, but okay. Uh, he says, a principle to married life is that you look to one another as you did across the altar as you were married in the temple. You look to one another for the solution of your problems. You don't look to your hmm. siblings. You don't look to your parents. You look first to one another. Um, he says, in your separate responsibilities in your marriage, you'll be helping one another uh, and be committed to the success of each other. Competition in a marriage is not good unless you're seeing who can finish reading the Book of Mormon first. <laughs> mm, <laughs> As everyone yeah. In the details of married life, you need to be one. You need to be united. Interesting um, that he he shared that unification within, uh, within uh, marriage. He goes on to say, though, I just wanted to add a few comments on gender and gender identification. Um, well, well, this is actually Elder Kevin Hathaway and Sister Becky Craven, who also spoke with Elder Oaks. He says, um, while we recognize what LGBT means, we do not use those labels when we talk about people. We don't say, for example, that person is gay. We say that that person struggles with same gender attraction. So this is why this um, uh, press getting sort of notoriety. Hathaway, that is Elder Kevin Hathaway, continued. Why is that even important? It's important because whenever we place a label or allow a label to be placed upon us, then we also, a lot of times by default, accept the lifestyle that comes along with it. So this is, this is what is upsetting. Mormon Church, that is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, has been unbudging about its opposition to gay marriage and same-sex intimacy making the LGBTQ community. Um, he goes on to say it is not uh, oh, this is, uh, he goes on to quote, this author goes on to quote the letter from Ed Smart, which I believe we talked about, but maybe this is a great way to pivot into it, where Ed Smart says that it's not my responsibility to tell the church, its members or leadership, what to believe about the rightness or wrongness of being LGBT. He says, I can only believe what I feel is right, but it is my responsibility to grow, progress, and mature as a child of loving, heavenly parents. Elder Oaks continued in the session, speaking to the folks in Blackfoot, saying, I know the work of the Lord goes forward. It goes forward magnificently and measurably in the building of temples and the calling and supervision of missionaries and the work in the temples and the way they are raising your children. I think it's fascinating that Prop 8 was now 11 years ago, 2008, and that 
the LGBTQIA, uh, um, that there continues to be that rift with those people. I think that uh, that it will continue to be um, an issue, and until we can, until everyone can kind of understand where they're coming from, until everyone can understand all sides uh, of uh, this particular issue, I think it's going to really be continue to be divisive. Um, people are going to stop coming to church. People are going to double down and say, the church has said, why don't you just listen? Um, and, and, and I guess I bring up the whole Prop 8 thing for the time, 11 years, that's, that's a, a short time in comparison for the church being around, but a long time to think of, of us not being in, in a, in a greater place of love, better place of acceptance. And there are some steps that we've made, but but I hope that we can just a little bit more to help everyone. So I think everyone should feel. Yeah. What else you got? Um, that's pretty much it for me. I was going to see, I, I was going to show you earlier. Uh, this past week here in Utah, we had a bicycle race. Called the, tour the tour of, of Utah. Utah. Yeah. Did um, you race? I did not. Did you cheer? I, I was along for much of it because my plus one was hired by one of the teams to be their nurse and massage therapist. Cool. So we followed with them quite a bit. Uh, and then I got to help out a little bit with that as well. Hey, do you want me to ride your bike? Some really, hey, I could ride your bike real quick. Do you want me to? Some some really nice guys and really fun. You know, anybody with an accent, any story they tell is charming sure, and hilarious. Sure, doesn't matter. Oh. A, a friend of mine was, uh, one of the stages finished in North Salt Lake, Utah. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of mine was up there at the finish line, and, and I did not see him get this picture. But he shot a picture. Let's see if you can see who he was with at the finish hey, line. Hey, it's the El It is the Silver Fox. Yeah. Hanging out at the door of Utah. With a friend of mine. So he took a picture. Of That's a great... Let me see that picture again. Yeah. That's Elder Uchtdorf. Let's make sure... Steal that picture and send it so that we can uh, post it on our cultural hall yeah. uh, Instagram. But he's got like the aviators on that are like red. Yeah. Aren't they aviators? Yeah. Yeah. His hair is a little tousled. It's not the uh, prim and proper Elder Uchtdorf. Yeah. That you, he doesn't have a tie on. Does so, he have his shirt So the top, the top button's yeah. unbuttoned. Although, I'll tell you what, when I saw Elder Uchtdorf not in general conference at the airport, also no tie. I don't. I think he would be a no tie guy. Yeah. And short. it's a short sleeve button up white shirt. Yeah. You know yeah. why? Because he wanted to. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. Totally appropriate. And people but, were like, shouldn't you be wearing a tie? And he's like, stop it. Hanging out at the bike race up at yeah. the finish line in the yeah. VIP area. He's wearing a full suit. Can you imagine? <laughs> Ridiculous. And that people would place that on him. You ready for a conspiracy theory? Yes. Uh, all right. Let's have this be the last news story. How does that sound? Okay. You good for that? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. We'll make Starbucks. You ever heard of that? Sure. What are they known for? Coffee. Yeah. They got the, yep. they got the coffee drinks. Yep. So you shouldn't be going there anymore. Right. Maybe. <laughs> essentially. Right. That's what the, the article from the, the church said. So why do you think that the church put out that article uh, in the new era first that then got further clarification. The one where the, I think it's a, hmm. it's written from a female perspective saying, you know, uh, or, or to a younger audience, certainly, uh, you know, saying, Hey, uh, yeah, and the coffee is bad and all these things. Right. Why, why do you speculate, speculate for me? Why now? Why August? Why, why would they do that? Why would they have come out so uh, hard against coffee, hmm. opioids, tobacco all that i don't know no I, idea you don't even care to speculate no is it is it because they have something against the pumpkin spice lattes uh, okay you clearly 
don't know I, what I'm about to no, tell you. I have so no idea. For your conspiracy mind to this article, which you can find, by the way, at theculturalhall.com in association with this episode, speculates that the reason why the church came out with their statement and came out with it so strongly is there is going to be a Starbucks. And we've mentioned a Starbucks right across the street from Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. Oh, that's right. Their speculation is with the threat of Starbucks coming so close to home, they had to warn the membership of the church, especially those, and that's why the new era comes into play, those who would be going to BYU Mm -hmm. or attending BYU to warn them about that building that's right across. They think that that's That's the, they they think that that's the only reason, Okay, like this is why this came out now, warning the Starbucks is coming right by BYU's campus. So the, the church is making this mass effort for this one store in Provo. Hmm. It's just a little bit of a stretch. I I mean, a lot of a stretch. But <laughs> it gets people talking about it, like what we're doing, talking about uh, the fact that there is, in fact, that Starbucks. And guess what? People will go if they want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the honor code, uh, you know, people will rat people out on the honor code as far as that goes. There will be people looking. Is the honor code state coffee? Yeah. Specifically? I mean, I, I, think, it's, I, think, I think it's word of wisdom. Okay. But the word of wisdom, coffee. Does it say? It says. Well, says, it says hot drinks. Hot. You want to have this argument? No, I, I don't. You know, what if it's like iced coffee? <laughs> right. I don't. I, I personally don't drink it. You know, either sure. way, I don't sure. like it. Sure. Well, and, and the thing I think that you would contend more than anything is look at how many unhealthy members of the church there are that adhere to the Lord's law of health, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Drink that rock star, pal. Yep. Go ahead. Down that thing. Oh, coffee? No, you won't? Okay. Yeah, cool. don't you dare drink a coffee, but let's head down to uh the you know, the the soda shop which yeah. that we're thriving here in Utah. Yeah. Where we infuse a soda with sugar. Ounces of a dirty, you know, something. Right. Uh I I think it's it's clever in its in its appearance, right? Let's let's try and create a controversy. A thing that they could have possibly done. It's just a Starbucks. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. What, what if you need a What if you need a muffin? A pastry. Right there? Yeah. Get yourself an egg thing. They have orange juice there. Yeah, freshly squeezed. Yeah. I mean, relatively freshly squeezed. I don't think they squeeze it. Otherwise, it'd smell like orange. Then maybe I'd go. Yeah. Yeah. Get some orange juice and a muffin in the morning. Yeah, you, you can get a uh, refresher. Some of those acai refreshers, yeah, they don't have the chino in them. I think of uh, when people. So one of the articles about the word talks about chino. I think about the character from West Side Story. Uh huh. How many bullets, chino? <laughs> How many bullets left in this gun? <laughs> and so when it says, you know, that uh, members of the church have to avoid chino, I'm like, yeah, because chino is part of the sharks. He'll kill you. I wonder how, how many of us actually <laughs> think about that just a little in the back yeah. of their head. Because I did too. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Except for Chino. How many, <laughs> how many bullets left in this gun? Well, we ended on, on that. That wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. That was a great ending. Uh, we hope that this episode did something for you perhaps nourish and strengthened your body we hope if you are sick as a dog and afflicted you'll be well and you can listen next week and that when the time comes you'll be able to travel to your home in safety in the meantime we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural hall save me a seat it's sure to be neat on the back row